been on the end where I was doing everything quote unquote wrong. And then I went to the end where I'm doing everything quote unquote right. And still I was single. And I'm just like, hold on. Y'all told me if I did X, Y, and Z, then that would lead to my husband. Well, this equation ain't equationing because baby, I'm still single. Yo, party people, it's Ashley of SingleWomanChronicles.com, where being single is a beautiful choice rather than a miserable circumstance. And I am so excited about today's episode because, listen, this is a vulnerable episode. This is one of those episodes where you you probably going to cry. You probably going to be like, preach, girl. You probably going to be like, oh, I just prayed about this last night. <laughs> and so I really hope this resonates with you. I really hope that... If it does resonate with you, you like, you comment, you share it with someone else you think it'll resonate with because I just feel like this is a message that nobody talks about. I feel like this is a message that is long overdue and I feel like this is a message that someone needs in order to feel seen, in order to feel loved, in order to feel as if there's a community surrounding you that you didn't even realize existed. So... Let's get into this word. This episode is called, I did everything right, but I'm still single. And I actually got this episode title from one of the blogs that I wrote, I think in 2020 or 2019, I can't remember. But you know, if you don't know, Single Woman Chronicles started as a blog. Um, I was writing, I love writing. I honestly feel like writing is my safe space. If I'm being honest with y'all, I would never talk. Like, I wouldn't be on social media. I wouldn't have a TikTok or an Instagram. And if I had one, it would just be to, like, scroll and laugh. But I wouldn't do podcasts if I could just write and make money off of that. And I can if I really wanted to. But I feel like the message just goes further through video, through voice recording, through live events where I get to speak and connect. Because that's just how people listen. But, yeah, writing is my, my safe space. And I love to write. And if you guys don't know, shameless plug, I do have several books out. If you haven't read How to X Your Ex, A Guide to Getting Past Unhealthy Relationships, go ahead and cop that. It is a self-help book on how to get over relationships. Tis the seasons where, where men be breaking up with you so they won't have to buy you Christmas gifts or have to spend New Year's with you. So if you're going through that, go ahead and cop How to X Your Ex. I do have an audible version. If you don't want to read, you want to listen to it. And I also have Single Woman Chronicles and Atlanta Love Story Kinda, which is a fiction novel which has two books and it just talks about just the struggle of being single in Atlanta if you live in Atlanta it gets real ghetto it has got a little bit ghettoer because <laughs> of just the climate of dating but get those books they're on audible they're on um, Barnes and Noble website they're on Amazon they're on books on Google Play as well as Apple Books so there's no excuse if you want to cop those books get those books right now right now okay don't wait don't walk, run, and get them books written on. Okay? All right. So, anyway, I wrote this blog because of my personal story. <laughs> um, of feeling like I did everything right, but, God, like, I'm still single, and it's very annoying. So, <laughs> I used to be in these streets. I used to be a hot girl. Like, I used to be outside. I'm talking. I had a roster. I would have four to five guys I'm talking to at one time um, when it came to, like, sex. I would have sex when I felt like it. Sometimes, like, if I just 
you know, I told y'all about how at one point I was addicted to sex. Sex was a drug for me. So when I felt like, oh my God, I need to have sex to relieve this stress, I would go do it. And I would have cut buddies. I would do all this stuff. And this is a no judgment zone, okay? Because I'm just giving y'all the real. This was me in my early 20s. Um, this was me outside. Like, I did this because, and this was before it was popular. Because let's keep it real. Right now, being a hot girl is hot. Being being outside, being promiscuous, being over-sexualized is, is hot right now. Like, it's popular. It's, it's glorified. But when I was doing it, it wasn't. So I was doing it on the low. <laughs> okay, baby. <laughs> I was doing it on the low. A lot of people didn't know that I was out here like that because... It wasn't none of their business, and I was minding my business, doing what I needed to do. I didn't need to do it, but doing what I wanted to do. So, <laughs> in the midst of that, what's crazy is, like, I was always the girl that wanted the relationship. I really wanted a relationship. From the time I was in high school, I wanted a relationship so bad, but, like, I didn't... Nobody sat down and had to talk with me on, like, you know, the birds and the bees. No one talked about sex with me. Nobody talked about, okay, this is what men look for. This is how a woman is supposed to act. If she wants self-respect, if she wants respect, if she needs to love herself. I never had those talks. So all of that was trial and error. And I went to school. I'm 34. I went to school. I went to high school from, what, 03 to 07. I went to college from 07 to 2012. So social media wasn't as wasn't even really a thing we only had um facebook and instagram had just really came out in college so we didn't have all these self-help gurus telling us how to do this and what it means when a guy says this we didn't have that guidance so it was all trial and error if your daddy wasn't in the home because my dad wasn't in the home and my big brother didn't tell me nothing because he didn't know nothing either so it was all trial and error for me and baby i trial and errored it <laughs> okay all right. So I always wanted a relationship. Like in high school, I didn't understand why like some girls got the boyfriend and I didn't. I got a lot of attention. I always got a lot of attention. I'm not going to lie about that. But attention doesn't equal like true genuine connection. Some people just give you attention because they want sex from you. Some people just give you attention because they're bored. You know, some people just give you attention because they're attracted to you on a level that doesn't mean they want to commit to you. Just because someone likes you doesn't mean they like you as a wife or as a girlfriend. And that's just it. But I didn't know any of this stuff. I learned this stuff through bumping my head over and over and over again. So, you know, my goal was always I want the boyfriend, but like I wasn't really going about it the right way. <laughs> it's kind of like me saying I want to lose weight. So instead of going on a diet and exercise, I'm going to actually eat cake every day and not go to the gym because I just feel like that's what I want to do. That's not what you, it's just, it's just certain things you do. And of course there's always an exception to the rule, but I know for me, I wasn't going about being somebody's girlfriend the right way. Um, especially in the culture and the age that I was in. And I'll give you a few examples, kind of like say, Oh, I have a great example. So <laughs> I was dating this guy who was on the basketball team for um, a very popular college. I'm not going to say who, because I don't want y'all to try to figure out who it is. But I was dating this guy, and um, I remember liking him a lot. And us hanging out all the time, we had a great friendship. But he, and this is college, so we young, you know, games are being played, et cetera, et cetera. So I kind of would ask him, like, 
what's up with us? And he would just be like, I don't know. You know, I'm just trying to figure it out. I don't know if I'm ready for a relationship. So him saying he's not ready for a relationship to me meant you don't like me. When that don't really mean that that actually could mean sometimes that I'm not ready, you know, and maybe when I am ready, I might pick you. But, you know, to me right now, I'm not ready. Well, when he said I'm not ready for a relationship in my mind, I heard I don't want to be with you. So I just started dating his teammates because why not? <laughs> like, but at that age. In the immature mindset, because everything is context. I'm not saying to operate like this now, but I'm just saying in the context of everything, like if I really wanted to be his girl, like I wouldn't have went against the cold and dated his homie and his teammates if, you know, I'm really trying to be with him. Like I just wasn't doing, sm I wasn't playing chess. I was playing checkers. Okay, people. I wasn't in the long game thing. Like, no, I was just doing what I wanted to do. I was making very immature decisions. I was just out here. Right. So eventually in my like mid twenties, I'm like, okay, I really don't want to keep doing this because it had got me nowhere. Like I still wasn't in a relationship. Um, and then when I ended up in relationships, they were unhealthy. Like, <laughs> y'all, I'm talking unhealthy. Like, my first, like, real relationship, the guy was verbally abusive. I did, I told y'all about that on my story time. If y'all want to hear about it, y'all can go back um, and listen to it. He was verbally abusive. And then, like, I had a few in between. And it just was, men who just were unserious. Like, they just weren't good men. They didn't have good character. So I didn't know how to pick the right guys. So that had a lot to do with it. And so then I'm like, okay, I don't want to keep doing this. Um, I really, I didn't have a relationship with God around the time, um, that time, but at 24, I actually got baptized, got saved. But anybody who knows about really being saved in, in your testimony, just because you get saved doesn't mean that you become mother Teresa overnight. No, <laughs> it does not because your spiritual growth is dependent upon how much work you put into your relationship with Christ. And it's up to you. So I was just going to church on Sunday. I wasn't applying no words. I wasn't really listening to gospel like that. I wasn't reading the Bible. I literally just went to church every Sunday and I tied half of, I, I didn't even tie full 10%. I was probably tied, tied in 5%, right? But eventually I'm like, okay, I'm going to take God seriously. I started going to church every Sunday. I started going to Bible study every Wednesday. I started reading my Bible. I started praying every day. I started tithing the full 10%, like really getting in down to the nitty gritty with God, right? So... This was around the time I started to get celibate and all of this stuff like that. So I just knew because, you know, everybody be telling you love yourself and then your man going to come or, you know, get close to God and he going to send you your husband and, you know, start saving yourself for marriage and your man going to come. Well, that didn't happen for me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that wasn't my story because I had been on the end where I was doing everything quote unquote wrong. And then I went to the end where I'm doing everything quote unquote right. And still I was single. And I'm just like, hold on. Y'all told me if I did X, Y, and Z, then that would lead to my husband. Well, this equation ain't equationing because baby, I'm still single. Baby, I've been celibate for over six years and baby's still single. And she don't understand. <laughs> she don't get it. So what happens when you do everything right, everything everybody told you to do, but you're still single? What happens? Don't nobody talk about it. Well, I'm going to talk about it. So I realized, 
Now, one, God ain't a genie. Now, you know, they say this in church, but I don't think we fully grasp the concept, the fact that God is not a genie. God is not a God of whatever I tell you to do, you he's going to give it to you. No, that's why it's several scripture in the Bible that says, if you embody me and I in you, then I will give you the desires of your heart. But the pretense of that is if you embody me, the reason is he has to mold your heart in a specific way, in a specific manner that whatever you're asking for is one in his will. And two, it's not from a prideful place. It's not from a greedy place. It's not from a shallow place. It's not from a worldly place because at the end of the day, we humans are put here on earth to glorify God. It's not about us. It's about him. And if all of our requests are of worldly requests, like, Oh, I want a husband because the, I want a nice wedding and I want to put it on Instagram and show all my haters that I got a husband that ain't the right reason I want a husband or I want to be a millionaire because I want to flex on all these fools and I want these fools out here to be, that ain't the reason <laughs> to be a millionaire. You see what I'm saying? So if it, you have to ask yourself and sift your prayers through this question, will this, will God answer in this prayer glorify God? Like if you say, I want to be a millionaire because I truly desire to help homeless people. I truly desire to help other people. I truly desire to help women, you know, who are single moms go to college or, or I want to invest in their careers. I want to invest like blessed to be a blessing, right? You want to sift those prayers through it, right? So if I'm going back initially, when I started my celibacy journey, I really thought that my celibacy would lead me to a husband. I'm not going to sit here and lie to y'all. I really thought that. I really thought that like the answer to the reason that I was still single was because I was out here and I was a hot girl. That's what I thought. <laughs> I truly thought that. I was like, oh, that's why God ain't sending my husband because I'm a hot girl. I need to learn how to like keep, keep my legs closed. Well, that's, that's, that's not what happened. So when I learned how to keep my legs closed, I still was single. And I learned, then I was like, all right, cool. Well, maybe God want me to learn how to just not date and be by myself and wait for him. Well, I learned how to be by myself and be content, but it was still just more to grow. So I just kept growing and doing certain things, thinking that if I do this, then God will finally send me my husband. Up until the point where I realized that I was making an idol out of getting married. I had made an idol out of a prayer that I was asking God to answer. So the unfortunate thing about our prayer life is one, we have to understand we serve a jealous God. God says it all the time. Like even in the new Testament, he says commandment number one, love your God more than anything. And then two, love your neighbor as you love thyself. Number one means he don't want you to love nothing more than you love him. And I think sometimes we can have a desire so strong that that desire can overtake our love for God. And if that desire overtakes our love for God, guess what's going to happen when you get it? Are you going to praise God, be dedicated to God and serve God as much as you would when you don't have it? Be real with yourself. Cause I know if God would have sent me a husband at the time he sent me a husband, 
My intimacy with him wouldn't have been as, as strong. My intimacy with myself would have been. I meant what my husband would have been. My intimacy with my husband would have been stronger than my intimacy with God. And I had to be real with myself when it came to that. And it's just like, wow. When I sit and think about it, I'm like, wow. God was doing what he did, not because he was trying to punish me and keep me away from love here on earth. He was just trying to show me a love that's unconditional, which is a love through him. Because you don't know real love until you know the love of Christ. You don't know real love until you know the God's love. You don't know it. So if you out here, you chasing love real hard, you don't, you just don't know it, right? So I had made an idol out of something. And an idol is basically something that you worship or you want more than you want intimacy with God. Some people desire success more than they desire God. Some people desire marriage more than they desire God. Some people desire money more than they desire God. And you know it because you chase it harder than you chase God. And that's just point blank in a period. So if you're feeling convicted right now, don't even feel bad because we all have our moments where we are in idol worship, where we're worshiping something more than we're like, even when you're on Instagram and you see somebody else's life and you're like, oh my God, I want that life so bad. And I'll do anything to get it. And if you'll do more to get that life, then you would do more for God. Then that's an idol. But don't feel bad. All you got to do is repent. All you got to do is turn away. Say, hey, God, forgive me for worshiping this thing more than I worship you. And pursuing this thing more than I pursue intimacy with you. And give me the heart that will worship you. Give me a heart that will come after you. Give me a heart of flesh instead of a heart of stone. In Jesus' name, amen. That's how you pray against that, right? So... That was one thing <laughs> about like me being single. I just feel like I really was worshiping the, the idol of that more than anything else. But also I think a huge part of me felt like if I, if I finally get my hands on this relationship, then I'll finally be happy. And I just don't think that's right. Like, I feel like we have to learn contentment. We really have to learn contentment. We have to learn how to be content in our own circumstances. We have to learn that because for so long, I had been single and anxious. Like, I'm talking like extreme anxiety in my single season where every single relationship or every single guy I met, I felt like he was the prize. I felt like he was what I needed. Like if I can get him, then I will be, then I will have made it. If I can get him to commit to me, then I'm it. I, I got it. But then it would always fall through the cracks. And I'm grateful. Cause when I think about all the guys that I liked and wanted, Ooh, child, it was dusty. <laughs> I'm talking dusty and they sold child. Ooh, no. Cause right now when I think of marriage, like I want a husband who if I gain weight, he going to stick around and still love me. He going to look at me like I'm still the most beautiful thing in the world because he don't care about that. He's looking at my heart. He's looking at my spirit. I want a man who, when I'm going through pregnancy, because y'all have been watching old episodes of Love and Hip Hop, and boo, the way Scrappy and Safari was treating their wives <laughs> when they was pregnant, because you got to understand, when you're pregnant, you're not the same person. You acting different. So you need a man who is going to love you unconditionally in a sense that he's going to understand you and love you as Christ loved the church. mean, love you beyond your flaws in that season and still be like, I know she's being mean maybe right now, but I know this, 
this is still my wife and I'm still going to serve her. That's the kind of husband you need. The man that I was trying to marry one day, <laughs> that was not what was going on. So, you know, I just, I, I'm grateful for all the no's that I got in this season, right? But I ain't even going to sit here and lie to y'all. Sometimes when you've been single for so long, you don't want to hear nothing about what I'm saying. You, you don't want to hear none of that because you really still get caught up on the situation because I'm not going to lie to y'all. When I got to year three, four, it was year three. When I got to year three of celibacy, I was pissed at God. I'm not going to sit here and, and lie to you. I was mad as heck with God. I'm talking furious. I'm talking less. I know I can't fight God, but I'm a fight air. And pretend it's God. Because I want to square right now. Because cause how, how you going to tell me to fix all of these areas and I'm still single? And let's be honest. When you going through that season where you're doing everything quote unquote right. So for me, and let's talk about measuring right and wrong. So I measure right in the context of the Bible. Like God, what is it that you telling me to do? How am I? Okay, in my obedience, I'm being obedient to you. So that's right for me, right? Because everybody's right and wrong is different. But for my right, is my cross to bear. So whatever God telling me to do, that's what's right in my eyes. So me doing everything right was like when God called me to be celibate, I said, okay. I said, yes. So that's doing something right. When God said, okay, you need to chill out and not date for a while. I said, okay, cool, right? So I'm thinking all of these things going to yield my husband when I want him to come. That's the thing. He's still coming, but I wanted it now. So when you're... In those moments where you're like, oh my God, I'm, I'm doing everything else. And everybody around me, I know she's still having sex. How's she engaged? She just had a baby. And I, is she, how, how sway? You, this ain't fair, God. I don't understand. I, <laughs> pissed, mad. Why, why God, why was all that I could say. God, you forgot about me. God, you, you hate me. I literally have a journal entry that said, God, why do you hate me? That's the beginning of the journal entry. I laugh when I look at that journal entry. I keep all my journals because I want to know where I came from to like where I am now. Because that's what I was saying in my journals. Like, God, why do you hate me? Because obviously you hate me because you gave a sister over there a whole husband and she didn't even sacrifice what I said. It's not fair. It's just not fair. <laughs> okay. It ain't right. It ain't right. <laughs> okay. So I felt every single emotion. And... Eventually, I had to come to a place and say, Ashley, I don't know why God has you single. I have no idea why. I just know everyone's story is different. If I sit and I look in the Bible, some people got their husband early or some people got their prayers answered early. Some people had to go through a long process and then their prayers were answered. I think about people like Joseph, who he had a dream at 17, but did not get his promise until 30 something. People like David, who was declared king at, what, 15, 16, did not become king until he was 30-something. People like Sarah and Abraham, who God told them that they was he was going to have kids, and they was 90-something when they took hold of the promise. God don't necessarily, he didn't tell us why he made them. We can draw conclusions on why, but all we know is they had a process to get to their promise. And sometimes the answer of the why you're single is seriously, simply, it's just not your due season. It's just not your due season. And it sucks. 
um, the greatest examples of these kinds of things I hear is kind of like pregnancy. Like if some, a baby comes on average in nine months, sometimes a pregnancy can go longer, but on average, a baby takes nine months to produce. If you got tired of that pregnancy and you wanted that baby to come in four or five months, then that delivery will be premature. You don't want a premature baby. You don't want a premature marriage. You don't want a premature success story because you don't want the implications or the side effects of you getting into something prematurely. So what you have to do is learn how to wait for your delivery date. You want to learn how to wait for your due season. And waiting is hard. Waiting, nothing chokes out faith more than waiting. Nothing chokes out hope more than waiting. It's as in the Bible that our hope deferred creates, I think, despair or sorrow or something like that. But I get it. So I realized for me that it had nothing to do with me. My weight had nothing to do with me. It wasn't that I wasn't doing everything right. It wasn't that I, I disobeyed God. It, it had nothing to do with, you know, me needing to do X, Y, Z. It had nothing to do with how beautiful I was because I questioned if I was pretty enough. I questioned if I was, if it was because I wasn't where I wanted to be in my career. I questioned everything. But eventually God said, no, it has nothing to do with that. It's just not your due season. It's just not your due season. And and that's heartbreaking, but it's real. It's hard. If you read Psalm, I read Psalm for the first time, fullness, to his fullness this year. It's a hundred and it's the longest book in the Bible. It's a hundred and something, like 150, 60. I can't remember, but I read Psalm and David cried out to God. David cried out to God so much. And God did not rush his process. God did not say, okay, because you're crying, I'm going to make you king. He didn't do that because he was still processing David. He was still, it, it hadn't come to his delivery date yet, but when it was his due season, he immediately went into it. Joseph was in prison and it wasn't even David's, I mean, Joseph's fault. He was in prison. He was sitting in prison, feeling neglected, feeling forsaken. And immediately he was, it was his season. It was his time. So sometimes you're just waiting. So you have to start disagreeing with those voices in your head, those voices on social media that tell you you're flawed because you're not married. You're something wrong with you. You're doing something. It's a lie. It's a lie. The hardest part about wanting to be married, but not quite married yet is understanding how to wait well. Cause you can, you can choose to wait miserably or you can choose to wait hopefully either one you can choose but i'm telling you i can guarantee you this learning to wait miserably because i've waited miserably it ain't gonna yield nothing positive you're just gonna have a barren land you you're just not gonna have joy in other things you're not gonna have success in other things because you too bitter over there you have to turn that bitter sweet to 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 sweet i mean you have to turn that bitter fruit into into sweet fruit. You got to turn it around and you can. I want to, I want everyone on here to learn how to wait. Well, I want everyone on here to learn and understand that sometimes the answer is, it's just not your due season. Nobody talks about it. I hate that. No one talks about it. I hate that. No one talks. And it's crazy because so many stories in the Bible talk about the wait. look at Exodus. The children of Israel came out of, um, of Egypt just to be in the wilderness for 40 years. 
It took 40 years for them to get to their promised land. 40 years. I'm not saying it's going to take you 40 years. I don't know how long it's going to take you. Baby, I don't know how long it's going to take me. I'm still single. <laughs> but I, I'm telling you that your wait is not in vain. I hope you listened to the last two episodes of my podcast. Last, not last week, but the two weeks before when I talked to the women who got married in their love story after 30. One of them waited seven years, seven years celibate. Seven years of doing the right thing, showing up, being obedient to God, not dating just any old everybody just to fulfill that need. And finally, her husband came suddenly. Sometimes you just waiting. That's that's what it is. So you might be asking, OK, Ashley, you telling me to wait? Well, how you do that? I'm glad you asked me that, sweetie, because guess what I did? I listened to y'all. Because I had several people, I was doing surveys. I'm like, what y'all want from me? What y'all want me to talk about? Everybody was like, we want you to talk about how exhausting the wait is, but also how do we wait well? What do we do while we wait? So I created a challenge. It is called the 28-Day Embrace Your Wait Challenge. In this challenge, I will teach you guys how to wait well. We gonna talk about the weight. We're going to talk about how to build your patience, build your discipline. We're going to talk about how to date too, how to be disciplined in your dating. Cause a lot of y'all ain't disciplined daters. And that's why y'all got a lot of dating disappointments. <laughs> like, that's why y'all stay out here feeling like, Oh, I got to get over this person after this situation. Y'all ain't dating. Right. We're going to talk about how to get over those moments of your single season where you questioning yourself so much that you feel like you are the flawed one. So you need to change everything about yourself when that is a lie. Because you is perfect. You is kind. You is beautiful. You is smart. This challenge is going to start on January the 8th. Because I want y'all to start the new year off right. Right before Valentine's Day. I want y'all to kick it off right. Okay? I need y'all up in here. New year, new you. It is time. And I'm doing it now just so y'all can prep. Because right now I want y'all to get it all out your system. I want you to get all of it out your system, okay? <laughs> get it all out your system because the Embrace the Weight Challenge starts on January the 8th. This challenge is 28 days. It's journal entries every single day. It's videos like short motivational videos every single day. But every week I'm going to do the weekly webinars where I'm breaking down each topic of that week. And we're going to encourage each other in the group, okay? This thing is worth way more than it costs. It really should cost about $600, $700. But I'm not going to do that to y'all. It's only $98. It's only $98. And guess what? I'm doing 50% off for the first five women who sign up right now. All you got to do is use the code FIRST5. F-I-R-S-T, the number five. All capital. First five. If you don't get to the first five, you can still get 30, 20% off. I'm tripping. 20% off using the code, all caps, early bird. Because I want y'all to learn how to wait well. Because I'm going to tell y'all what happened when I waited well, okay? I wrote my notes because y'all, I be forgetting. One, I got reduced anxiety around my love life. I, I I'm telling y'all, I used to ha be so anxiously attached to every outcome. Every time I went into a relationship, I was so anxiously attached to the outcome that I would self-sabotage all the time. But after this challenge, you're not going to go into any relationship anxious you're gonna be so sure that dude gonna be so intimidated by you he's gonna be like how's she so confident how how she not how she not thirsty for me you're gonna be like thirsty for you baby you need to be thirsty for me what is wrong with you number two i already told y'all we're not i'm tired of y'all being disappointed this disappointed in dating where every time something don't work out you talk about i'm never dating again i'm sick of that 
We're not doing that no more in 20 or 24. We're leaving that behind. So get it out your system. Break up with little Pookie Nim. Go ahead and get out your system with how to extra eggs. Go ahead and get out your system because come January the 8th, we're not doing that no more. Three, you're going to have clarity on your weight. A lot of y'all are wondering, what do I need to work on right now? How do I weigh? What are the steps? What do I need to do? How do I build patience? Do I need to be by myself? Do I still date? I'm going to tell you this. A lot of people think waiting means inactivity, and it does not. Waiting does not mean inactivity. Waiting just means waiting. <laughs> it just means you have, you're having patience for an expected outcome, but you're still active. You're still doing stuff. Stuff. Some of y'all, your activity is, you know, learning how to be patient, learning how to be alone because you're probably a serial dater. Some of y'all activity is going out, meeting people, going to different spots. Some of y'all activity might be to sign up for a dating app and just see what how it goes to test your dating. I'm not telling y'all not to date, but you will get clarity on what you need to be doing right now in your way. For we are going to eliminate your need for external validation. Too many of us are validated by external factors, by our parents, what they think, by social media, what they're telling you to do, by your friends, who they're telling you to date, how they're telling you to look. We ain't doing that no more. What do you think is best for you? What does God say is best for you? We're not doing that external validation no more. No, you gonna know that you that girl because you woke up this morning, okay? And the last thing is, Confidence that God has not forgotten about you. I don't know how many times that I have cried to God and said, God, why you forgot about me? Why did you do this to me? I can't believe you hate me, etc. etc. No. Right now, in this moment, I'm very confident that God has not forgotten about me. I'm very confident that I am a wife. I'm just waiting on my husband. I'm very confident that I will get to my promised land. I want every bit of it. I want every last bit of it. I'm just waiting for my due season. So I want all of y'all to experience this. I want all of y'all to learn how to embrace the weight because sometimes it has nothing to do with what you are doing. Sometimes it's just not your due season. And you don't want to rush the process because you see what happens when you rush, rush the process because we see all of these divorces right now. Everybody and their grandma getting a divorce. We see folks out here that is like rushing into relationships. I know you got friends right now that rushed into something and they telling you how they wish they, they regretted and they wish they were single like you, et cetera, et cetera. That ain't going to be you because you're going to take your time and you're going to brace the weight. So I want you to sign up for the challenge right now. Click the link below to read all about, about it. But if you don't even want to read all about it because you like, listen, I want to be a part of it. Go ahead and click the link. Be one of the first five to get 50% off because that is a deal. That's what you call a Black Friday sale, baby. Go ahead and get it right now. And again, if you enjoyed this video, please like, comment, share with your brother, your cousin, your sister, your mama, everybody who need to hear it. <laughs> Go ahead and share it with them right now. And until next time, bye.